Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's December 9th, 2022. It's your boy, Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and this is the Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. You're driving home. You got that paycheck. Maybe you bought some of those flowers from the guy at the end of the exit. Barbecue. I don't know. What do you guys do on a Friday? Pizza? Barbecue? Either way. Let loose. You worked your ass off this week. Or maybe you mailed it in. I don't know. Do the bare minimum. That's what I say. That's what I'm doing today is the bare minimum for you guys. Pretty interesting night last night. It was up till about 2 a.m. at a few different soirees. We'll get into that recap right now. And I've only got one piece of content for you guys. Um, one YouTube video. Aaron Clancy, of course. Defended himself on the Almost Famous podcast regarding the accusations he had multiple women before and after going on Bachelor in Paradise. Well, Lady B, a.k.a. Beth, her pseudonym, uh, spoke to Reality Steve, her side of the story. So we'll play that video to wrap it up today. But first, let's just enjoy this groove. Are you sitting in traffic? Maybe you're in fifth gear? The fast lane on the highway? Like a bat out of hell? You hate your job. You're sick of it. I'm going to quit. Things are going to change. Maybe you love your job. What do I know? You got, you got a few side hustles. You're working on something. You got big goals and dreams out there. And you're like, man, if I just had a few extra moments, I'm going to accomplish that screenplay or start that blog. I'm here to tell you, you're never going to have the time, folks. So you should have started yesterday. Start today. Maybe tomorrow. Have a cup of coffee. Pop a legally prescribed Adderall. I don't know. Whatever you need to do. Quit resisting on pursuing the life that you deserve to have. I always say, we're not trying to be somebody else. We're just trying to be the best versions of ourselves. Mind, body, and soul. You know, it's the Christmas season. I get it. I just ate a cookie. It's noon. I ate a Christmas cookie. I shouldn't have had that. That sugar's going to make me lethargic. I'm going to, you know, lose my focus, all these things. But it's okay. Sometimes we have a little bit of a cheat. We try to get back on the wagon. Christmas season, holiday season, end of the year is all about being retrospective, looking at what worked, what didn't, pledging to be better. For who? For your dad? For your friends? For your lover? No, for you. Be better for you. Take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Golly. And am I giving you guys advice? No, dummy. I'm talking to myself. Maybe some music therapy, you know? Sometimes you just need a good song. I always say this, you know, like, you're only as good as whatever love you have to offer others. If you're doing something you don't love then any love you offer others is going to come from an unsustainable source. So the only way to really truly have abundance is by really harvesting it from within. Now, I'm not trying to sound all metaphysical and everything, but I truly mean it. You got to love what you do. If you don't kick those sheets off the bed in the morning and just leap to action, you might be missing out on something. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I think you're listening. Now, we get a couple thousand people a day that have been listening to this podcast. We started five, six weeks ago. And to be quite honest, I didn't want to get into podcasting because I found something that worked on YouTube. And even though there's another market here, I was really enjoying the YouTube content. It's extra work for me. But I'm trying to make it work for me. I'm trying to make the podcast be about um, me enjoying some good music. 
about me finding some things to relate to you guys about and also sharing some of the Bachelor and other pop culture news. But I got to tell you guys, if ever I got some affirmations and some um, some uh, guiding light, it was last night at St- uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen or Stefan? I always fuck his name up. Stephen, Stephen, Stefan. S. Lovegrove, Stephen Lovegrove's Noel Ball last night. I got to see a whole bunch of Bachelor alumni, a lot of which I haven't met before. I, you know, I don't, I don't go to a lot of these events. I'm not like a try-hard, like need to get their love, you know, type of deal. But we had so many people come up to my wife Tasha and myself, offering love and support. Just like, you know, people that have been listening to my content for the last couple of years. I got to tell you, it's humbling. It's humbling. Um, and I know this is sort of like, I don't know, you know, not, you know, adjacent to bachelor news, but I got to tell you guys, I didn't know that people would care this much to hear what I have to say about things. And look, like I've said before, no expert, uh, I get it wrong often, but if there's any advice I can give others out there, it's to just do Garen Flowers was a contestant on Tasha and Claire's season. He came up to me last night and he said, the thing he admires the most about me is that I show up every day. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like there's days like today where I'm just not going to have my best content. Um, There are days where I'm not going to be my funniest. I'm not going to be my smartest. I'm not going to be whatever. But I still show up and people listen and they accept me for good. They accept me for um, my average, my C+. And then they get the A+. Some days I got the fastball. Some days we're just throwing gas. We're painting the corners. I'm dropping splitters down. No one's touching it. And then other days, to keep the baseball analogy going, you know, it's a dogfight. I'm taking the loss. But I'm out there and I'm still throwing. And I'm still I'm still doing what, uh, what what's my God-given right to do, which is to share and to try and to try. And um, I appreciate all you guys for sticking by me with that so yeah last night we saw everybody cassie randolph katie thurston uh boy i mean so i i just missed uh, rachel Lindsay at the revolve event my wife and i went to a few different events you know she she gets invited this is the this is the um the blessing and the curse of being a very attractive woman in los angeles is that you, she not, not not that i'm an i'm not an attractive woman i i would make a very unattractive lady with nice hair though i would have good hair uh but you know bulky legs okay um tasha gets invited to these like gifting suites so she gets invited to these places where they basically want her to wear their clothes they give them to her you know hundreds of dollars worth of clothes and then she's got to like promote them on Instagram and this and that. And like, that's kind of how the influencer game works. And it might sound nice, like, oh, you get free clothes, but it's like, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? That's the old, that's the old adage. There's no such thing as a free lunch, which means if someone wants something from you and they're offering to give it to you for free, they're going to want something in return. Just like the um, Christmas ball we went to last night, there were free drinks and it was a totally fun event, but you know, there was obviously sponsors there and you know, all that jazz, but we had a ton of fun. Chris uh, Conran and Alana had nice things to say, had a good conversation with Pardeep. I mean, a lot of just random uh, Aaron Clancy and Logan Palmer were there, um, uh, Brandon and Serene. So if you follow The Bachelor world, pretty much, do- I mean, dozens, Katie Thur- did I say Katie Thurston um, of Bachelor? I think she was the only former lead there that I can remember. Um, there were a ton of others. Recappers, like the Game of Roses podcast, Justin Takes the Batch, um, 
I'm trying to think who else was there. So ton of people there. Not much else to say. If you want to see the visuals, you're going to have to go to the YouTube channel. I didn't want to play that for you here because it's very visually based. But on my YouTube, I shared the behind the scenes uh, videos of the uh, the actions, the red carpet, and all that stuff that we did there. All right. Well, let's just play our next story for you. We're going to get into it right now. It is, um, it is uh, the anonymous lady uh, who dated Aaron Clancy responding to his story of, um, you know, the inaccuracies as she saw them from his conversation on the Almost Famous podcast. All right, have a listen. You know, there's a reason why um, a lot of people want to go to reality, Steve, to have these conversations. I think he gives a voice to people that might have felt like um, their story's not getting told. So she is here to refute a lot of the things Aaron says. Have a listen. Aaron and I, like I said, it ended in November, had not seen him out besides driving around San Diego. We live in close proximity, so it's kind of inevitable to see him just out and about. Um, But I was at a bar with a few of my friends and my roommate around, I would say, early January, like right after New Year's. And I saw him for the first time out. So I was a little anxious. I was a little upset, you know, like, like feelings are like rushing through. Like I just was really on edge. So I went to the bar. And I grabbed myself a drink and I was with one of my guy friends who is one of my close friends from college. I've known him for years. He always had this opinion on Aaron just from what other people have said that he's not a good guy, that he just is not good for me. And he saw how upset I was throughout this whole situation. So it was a predisposed notion. Um, nothing I said persuaded him to think the way that he did. It was more, hey, I'm upset. Like, like I need to calm down. So I was getting a drink at the bar. My friend I saw in the corner of my eye walked up to him. And the second I saw that, I ran over to stop because he should have not confronted him. He should have stayed out of the drama. This is between Aaron and I. Nobody else needs to be involved. And he called him a homophobic slur. And I was pissed. I was livid. Aaron shoved him. And so, here's, so, here, so here's what went down. Yesterday, Aaron Clancy said, you know, um, he said that the he said he basically said that Beth called him the homophobic slur. You know, it's important to know the truth, and I guess we will really never know it. But uh, it's still a horrible look if it's one of her friends. I mean, it really, you know, it's 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 messy to be called any names, let alone slurs uh, for people that have been, uh, you know, or like you know, like it should like uh, we've already talked about this yesterday. It shouldn't be a thing where calling someone something based on their sexuality is meant to demean them. Sadly, it is. It's not right. Those go get your boy. And I looked at Aaron and I was like, go get your boy. What does that mean? And then I looked at my friend. I was pissed. I was like, why did you even say that? That is so messed up. Like, you, like what the fuck? And then Aaron walked away. And I felt so horrible because I don't approve of that behavior at all. That is really unnecessary and uncalled for. I apologized to Aaron. I sent him a long text explaining I'm, I apologize for my friend's actions. That was not acceptable. That was not okay. I'm going to speak to him about it. And I go... Other people's actions should not define who I am as a person. So please don't think poorly about me because of something my friend decided to do as a choice. Yeah. And he responded. He said, no worries. All good. Like shit happens. 
All right, so now these text messages are no longer there. She mentions that her text messages are deleted after after 30 days. But if Aaron has those text, like if she's lying right now, chances are Aaron could call her on that lie. So I, I choose to believe her here. But I will say, in some ways, you are you are defined by your friend's actions, by the company you keep. So it's kind of tough to say. I understand what she's saying, but also it's like, it's a bad look. Amy, after you... When it was the other way around, his mm-hmm. tul- his Tulum trip. So let me just let me just pa- pause here. So the original story, if you've been covering this, go back if you haven't watched it. Was that Reality Steve exposed that he was see- seeing multiple women before going on the show and one after the show? So what comes down now, the word of the year is timeline, and he says this girl uh, we're calling Beth here, B girl. We're saying that she, you know, Aaron's saying, oh, we were done by January or whatever. So by kind of painting that box there of when. When he says the relationship ended, she's able to sort of refute that by saying, actually, no, we were still sleeping over each other's house and this and that. With Amy was in January and then, remember he said on the podcast, we had a, the exact words were a blowout fight. We had a couple blowout fights and didn't talk for months. That's when he rekindled with you. But That's yet- exactly when he reached out to me, actually, because I go, what happened with Amy? And he goes, it's no longer. We got in a fight. We went our separate ways. It was not good. Okay. So, All right, so we're not getting we're not going to get any um, any receipts here. But as you've seen on realitysteve.com, he's already shared all of the receipts from Beth's side. To Aaron's credit, the uh, A girl, girl A, uh, whatever whatever we're calling her, uh, whatever her name is, this gr- disgruntled lady A. I'm kidding. Uh, lady A uh, here um, is either with. Uh, Aaron or still close friends so the fact that she has read all the text messages this is Aaron's greatest defense the fact that she's read all the text messages and still wants to be with him shows that her side of things she feels like she's the main one out of town so it just became one of those things where we're not just friends at this point you don't treat a friend like that you don't have sleepovers every single night with a friend you don't call your friend lovey-dovey names like love and baby and shit like that yeah so then March goes on, same thing. We're still hanging out. We're talking. Things are normal. And then I received a job offer to leave in April to go to Europe. Um, and he said he fully supported me. You know, he said, I'm going to be traveling a lot too during that time. Like, we'll be away from each other, but that's okay. Like, when you come back, everything's going to be just fine. We got matching bracelets as like, remember me, you know, like always cool. be thinking of me type of situation. And we went our separate ways. I was gone for two weeks. He was gone for a couple of weeks. And then I came back at the end of April. And I just knew that something was up. He was not as responsive. You saw a goodbye in his eyes. He, I could just tell he was hiding something from me, right? And I guess the question would be when she went abroad, did he take that as a sign that relationship was over? You know, guys, I'm trying my I'm trying my best to see all sides here. But clearly we have a failure to communicate. Well, I mean, at at that point, I mean, there's obviously stuff that went on there. And this, you know, just to be clear, this was a intimate sexual relationship that was happening once you guys restarted Mm -hmm. in January. Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, they don't get into the specifics. God knows I don't want to lose my banana here. So let's just say, yeah, in my life. When I met Aaron, I had no idea who this person was. This was back in September. He had- By the way, I hate the little stringy parts of the banana that never come peeled down. Do you guys eat that or do you peel them individually and then they get stuck under your nails? Never mentioned her to me. He had never explained that she was a very near dear friend to him, that she was someone that 
had been in his life for a long time. Yeah. Um, I had no idea who she was. And when we ended in November, I found out through the grapevine because we have a close friend group in San Diego. People know who he is. People know about our relationship. So, of course, I heard some things. I found out who she was. And then later on, I found out how important she was to him, how their friendship really was. Um, And he was actually dating her in between, as you guys know, from November to January. Um, Now, yeah, so it could be that Aaron was friends with benefit. Okay, guys, get out your aerobic gear. We're going to stretch. Uh, some logistics here. It could be need some um, X Files music here. Whenever we have a conditional thought, we need X Files music. It could be that Aaron was friends with benefits with one, wanted to keep it secret from the other because they were also not official. Official. Now, wh- wh- is this right? No. Is he going to be, uh, you know, imprisoned for uh, leading women on? No. Yeah, you know, but in his eyes, he might say, I did nothing wrong. I never gave them my pin. I mean, they had sharing bracelets, you know, all that jazz. But obviously, pretty much anybody who's li- listening to this goes, okay, well, I guess this is one of those situations where when you see where someone else stands, at least with what they think of the relationship, and you realize you're not uh, maybe of high value to them, move on. You know, just move on. Do so much better. Like Do, do better. Like, I mean, teach, teach their own, but... I would not want to be with a guy like that after I found that out. So I thought she was going to say, hey, fuck this guy. Whoa. I'm over it. Whoa. As she said in the messages, she she doesn't want to speak to him again, except she'll talk to him about where they left off when he gets back from paradise. Um, so I thought she was going to fully end it with him, you know, know, that she, know her worth, know that she's better than that. And what she did instead was she blocked me on Instagram and pretended like it never happened and continued to stay with him. Hence why she was posting pictures and stories of him getting her roses and them out and about. But I sent Aaron a message while he was filming saying, please never speak to me again. I found out the truth about you. Um, I want nothing to do with you. Basically calling him out on things that I realized and the things that I heard. And his response to me was a few days later, once he got back from filming, he said that my anger was misplaced and that I was, he was nothing but a good friend to me. <laughs> and again, Aaron, if you have those messages, gladly share. But I was shocked that he said that he was nothing but a good friend to me because clearly he doesn't know the definition of a friend versus someone that you are in a relationship with. Um, he really didn't apologize. He didn't own up for his actions. He just said, you need to understand where I'm going through or what I'm going through and what I feel. And that was kind of it. And I didn't really, I just kept calling him out. I'm like, how dare you? You know, I was was just so disappointed in him. And the fact that he couldn't even apologize or give a sincere apology or own up to what he did. Now I realize that that's who he is. He does. There it is, folks. There it is. And look, me and again, and again, it doesn't mean Aaron isn't going to meet the love of his life and commit fully to it. It just means he wasn't that into you. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean your feelings aren't valid. It means he told you what he needed to say to hook up to you know to carry on an aspect of a relationship that worked for him. But maybe maybe there was no future. We saw the same thing with other contestants like Nate and other people that have had similar stories. Hey, look again. I'm not making light of it. I'm just saying let's call it what it is. 
Was there some deceitful moment where Aaron was like, oh, wrong one. Was there some deceitful moment where Aaron was like, how? Oh, wrong one. Hold on. I'm getting the wrong buttons here. Was there some deceitful moment where Aaron was like, how can I destroy this woman's life by leading her on? And no, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it doesn't mean that he didn't cause any collateral damage. All right, well, you heard it here first, folks. We're going to keep it short and sweet. That's all we got for you today. I hope everyone has a fantastic one. We'll be back on Monday, and we're going to keep this party going. If you want more content you haven't checked it out yet, we got Vlogmas videos. Those are on Tasha Courtney's YouTube channel. I'm, I, you know, I help her edit them. We're in it together. You know, we had to put it somewhere. Last year, we did them on my vlog channel. This year, it's on Tasha's. And that's just a behind-the-scenes look at all the Christmas fun stuff we do. I'm going to have a vlog coming out for you guys in the next couple of days of my trip to New York as that involves all the different stand-up shows I did, including the shows we had in Cincinnati, Newport, Rhode Island, and then New York City. So if you want a good laugh or want to be a part of that journey, you know where to find me. Uh, but I, I want everyone to have a fantastic weekend. And look, like I said at the beginning, yeah, look, you're never going to have the free time you want to pursue your dreams. Take that as a challenge. Don't get overwhelmed. Just look at one way every day that you can begin to open up to a new reality if there's something you want to do in life you know laws of attraction are very simple you have to dedicate your mind your body your spiritual flow your energy your waking being to whatever dreams you have so many people are afraid afraid to say out loud what they want to do it's like they live in some sort of like closeted world where they have to you know live in some sort of norm and then we see people that, you know, through serious illness or a life-changing accident and or all these different things, maybe maybe a harsh breakup. We see people kind of like releasing the shackles of what society or at least what they thought society cared about. They realize they can just be them. They can dance like nobody's watching. So that's my encouragement for you guys out there as I encourage myself to dance like nobody's watching. Realize that you're the main character in your story and no one else cares. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that nobody else cares. Live freely. Do what brings you love. And if you're wondering, like, oh, why? Like, and again, I know people, sometimes you have kids and you, you, just, you just can't throw it all away. But, like, find a way to take the garbage out of your life and replace it with actionable steps you can do to pursue whatever it is you like. Whether it's starting a blog or, you know, ma making homemade uh, fleece socks. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what gets you going. Maybe you just want to do Christmas movie reviews. Either way, point being, and which by the way, I got a lot of Christmas movie reviews to catch up on. But point being is find a way to be authentically you, and then, especially if you're a parent, you're gonna teach your kids and everyone you surround yourself with how that how they can feed their inner child and their soul, and they'll be better for that. So much resentment, anger, and fear that exists out in the world is because people aren't living a fulfilled life. I wish that for you. The most fulfillment, the most authenticity. I want you to stand at the top of your mountain saying, I did it, I made it happen, and I'm here to root you on. Have a good weekend, everybody. I'm Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.